welcome to the Limitless Outdoors podcast. And today we're actually going to be kicking off a four-part series uh, exploring how do I plan and execute a moose hunt in Alaska. This is a question that we get a ton and we want to walk through it just kind of from beginning to end, starting with the planning phase. Uh, we're going to be looking at gear and logistics, the actual hunt, uh, sizing up moose, everything, and then bringing them back. And so we want to thoroughly look at this so that it can be a resource for you to maybe plan a trip of a lifetime up there. And so that's what we're going to be doing today. I'm joined by Joshua and Colton, and we are going to be kicking this off today and having Josh kind of ask some questions like somebody who would be interested in planning a hunt for the first time. And hopefully we can speak into that and you can glean a lot from it. So Josh, do you want to yeah. kick us off? Yeah, I mean, in, in, in what I do, so uh, in, in what I do with Limitless Outdoors, I field a whole bunch of questions online. Uh, myself and Colton are typically the people that are bouncing all those things, but uh, we get a lot of questions in regards to the Alaska hunts, and uh, hopefully, you know, we can we can start kind of walking people through it, and uh, they'll be able to, you know, have a, have a really good picture for, for the future. Um, so the first thing that we get is, uh, is, is they say like, how do I get started? A lot of people, they think that when they have to do an Alaska hunt, they, they essentially think, oh, I need a, a 10, $15,000 budget and they don't know where to, to begin. So maybe yeah. you can, you can start by saying, you know, just giving like, how, how should they get started into that? First of all, that's a great question. So I started hunting moose in Alaska in 2010 and I was 23 at the time. And back then the internet didn't even hardly exist, right? Like there was so little information and there's still a lot, very little information on moose hunting in Alaska. Uh, very difficult to understand. And so how we started was we got a tip from somebody that had hunted there. I mean, that's how the whole thing, we just kind of pull on that thread and the whole thing kind of unraveled, right? And so that's how we got started, but we've really, it's taken a long time to cut our teeth. But where I would start right now, having the experience I do, if I was going to get started on figuring out a moose hunt, the first thing I would do is I would start calling air taxi guys. That is the pinch point. When I say air taxi, I'm talking about the guys that are on float planes or super cubs um, that can fly you in because the number one thing that's going to stop you from getting up there is not going to be your finances or anything else. It's going to be getting a seat on an airplane to get flown out. Oh, wow. So would you say that you would do that before even worrying about tags or anything? Yeah. yeah and so it actually so far out. It's, it's insane. A lot oh, of wow. these guys are booked two, three seasons out. And some of them you can't even get in on anymore. Um, hardly. So like guys like 40 mile air out of toke. Um, there's, a, they have a process for how you can get on board with just them. name dropped right now. That guy's going to get yeah. completely blasted. <laughs> yeah. Then nobody will get in with them either. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Very few people get in with them. Um, they've got a great reputation, but yeah. so where I would start and this answers what people don't realize is this answers almost all of your questions. So okay. here's what the air taxi guys are. So these guys are the ones, and there's very few of them around the state of Alaska overall, you know? Um, and these guys are the guys that are constantly in the air. They're seeing what's on the ground. They know where the moose are. They know where great spots to drop you. They know where other people are consistently hunting, um, and places that you can't get into because guides are there and they, there's a lot of ethics and, um, etiquette that goes into hunting up there. And so my first call would, I, and if I, Alaska is huge and there are moose all over Alaska. Um, there's places where there's more moose and there's places where there's less moose, but an air taxi guy is going to direct you in the right direction. And so literally just Googling Fairbanks, who's the air taxi there. I know there's right air. So, so would you Fairbanks. say that that's something that everybody's doing though? That's not like cheating or anything uh, asking. Cause, cause oh, no, it's yeah. not cheating at all. Yeah. Cause I'll, I'll field YouTube comments where they go, oh, oh yeah, but somebody was flying overhead and you know, that 
you know, what are you doing with the, with so, the moose? I mean, so here's the thing with yeah. moose when you're flying, cause these guys are all flying low level, right? Like yeah. 300 to 500 feet above ground. And so, um, if you're looking out the window, you're going to see them. You're going to yeah, see right? the moose. And it's just yeah. one of those things. You just kind of make a mental note of it. Yeah. And legitimately, people ask me all the time, like, where do I go? Where do I go? It's like, honestly, there are moose everywhere. And moose are wandering in the rut. Yeah. Um, there's places that are better. And your air taxi guy is going to know that. And that's okay. why I say, so if I'm going to get started on a hunt, okay. the first thing I want to do is talk to an air taxi guy. Because if I, I get so many guys like in... July, like, hey, I want to go on a moose hunt this September. Can't do it, buddy. Almost <laughs> probably not going to get in gotcha. um, yeah. with a guy. But that guy is going to answer a lot of your questions. Uh, one of the big things is going to be budgeting because flying in Alaska is not like down here. Like you fly into the Frank Church uh, in the Salmon, yeah. and that's like a three hundred and fifty, four hundred, yeah, yeah three hundred fifty, four hundred dollar flight in a two hundred six. But up there, these guys are charging a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks an hour, depending. You know, an two, hour. Yeah, yeah. two hundred six is going to oh, be a thousand wow. bucks an hour. Wow. Um, a beaver or something like that, you're going to be fifteen hundred and up okay. an hour. And so, how far you go out? Like these are all the questions that are going to really shape the primarily your budget. That's your big chunk of your budget. Um, and so finding an air taxi guy, that would be my number one thing. What do you think, Colton? Yeah. It, it, when you're going up there, um, a good rule that Mark has is that he will not drop anybody on top of each other. Like he refuses to do that. So like when you're planning out a spot, he has spots that are just like, no, those are like Justin said, they're off the table. You have outfitters, you have other clients that have been repeat customers, um, they're just going to lay everything out for you. Do you find the air taxi guys, they communicate with one another so that they're not dropping on each other's Well, and that's the thing is Alaska is a small place. Um, You know, it's so vast. (laughs) It's It's so vast. It's huge, but... It's great. Okay, so, you know, there's this this idea that it's all public land and I can hunt wherever I want to on public land. Uh, There's also a reality, though, of the etiquette. And the the air taxi guys, they control where everybody goes and Mm -hmm. they will not drop you on top of other guys. Okay. And I have, so early on in our hunting, I actually, I killed a moose and then packed it to a lake that other guys were on. And I caused just all sorts of problems for oh, everybody. Wow. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things. And it's nice too, because once you get there, um, that etiquette plays in your favor because you're not going to have other guys on top of you. Right. And right, that, right. I mean, that's a huge thing. And so, well, that's also nice because hunting spots won't get flooded. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. not like you're going like somewhere down here in the lower 48 and, and, you know, you've got 20 guys sitting in one, one particular region. It's in everybody's yeah. best interest gotcha. to conserve and spread out and yep. follow yeah, for sure. That. So yeah. I, I can imagine that also, as far as the tag system, of course, people are able to get moose tags, Yeah, but then if the air taxi guys are not going to do it, then, then you're, you're, that's like another step in the regulation of, exactly. of moose and it helps. And that's why I would just start. So if you're, if you're thinking about planning your hunt, I would start right there with the air taxi guy. And then once you have that secured, start answering the rest of the, okay. The, how you're going to go about so, this. So, so then after you're able to do that, then you're able to then go ahead and start securing tags. How easy or hard is it to get a tag for a non-resident? It depends on where you're going. So, and the Alaska regulations, they are, man, they are a nightmare to figure out. They like, it's probably one of the most complicated systems I've ever seen. Um, but you have, you have hunt tags, you have draw tags, you have non-permit tags. And if you're going to be putting in for a draw, what's the draw? I think it's in December, isn't it? December, yeah. Yeah, the draw's in December. So you have to put in for your tag then prior to the year that you're going, obviously. But, um, there's a lot of over-the-counter tag spots too. So, uh, those even for non-residents. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You have, they have, uh, they have different restrictions and regulations on the moose that you can take in the area, um, 
number of moves you can take. There, there's a lot to it. Would so. you say that the air taxi guys would then direct you as far as which tags you should apply for? Uh, yeah, they'll let you know in their area because so like where we we hunt out of, it's no secret we hunt out of the Dillingham area. Um, yeah, and so there are units there that are specifically resident only and your air taxi guy knows all that and he can tell you, you know, which unit is the unit you can hunt in and um, lots of room, lots of room there to, to do that. And so, yeah, that's an over, there's a lot of over the counter opportunities and that's where I would start like getting into, you don't gain a lot. There's so much amazing hunting in Alaska over the counter. You don't gain a lot um, putting in. Yeah. The the draw tags, I will say that you might not have to go out as far. So if you have a tighter budget, then maybe that's one thing, but where we are at, we have to go out a little ways, like the minimum distance is a ways out there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you would say that if somebody were to apply for their tag first before getting the air taxi guy, then that would make their hunt that much harder. That would be totally irresponsible. You got to book that air taxi guy before you figure out your tag. Okay. Uh, Because there is a good chance you will just not get out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's madness for the air taxi guys. I mean, they're just going... Yeah. all out trying to get guys out there and take so, care of them. So then now I can imagine the, um, the logistics of flying people in and everything. They can't be, they can't drop you off at a hunt spot and then like three days later, pick you up necessarily. So, so how much time should somebody a lot when they're going to, to go for a, a moose hunt, you know, like what are we looking at? Uh, so the seasons are pretty short when you look at non-resident seasons, depending on where you are in Alaska. There's a couple that are a little bit longer, but the season in general is about 10 days, 10 to 11 days. Oh, that's days. it. Yeah. Okay. So where we've hunted, um, you have 11 days. Here's the deal though, weather considerations. I've literally sat there for three days waiting to get out um, mm-hmm. because you get a storm coming in and you just can't fly. Right. And so I... I would plan on having that full season plus a couple of days either side of it because you might not get in, you might not get out. And so when we talk about 11 days, we always plan on 15. Mm-hmm. We plan on 15 yeah. days being mm-hmm. gone from door to door. Um, and What then do you we, mean by door to door? So like from our home okay. back to our home. Okay. Yep. And so, yeah, we try and plan on a, a good chunk of time. And um, you're going to be investing so much in the hunt uh, from not just the financial side, the planning side, and then it might be your only opportunity to go for a few years, uh, you need to give yourself a healthy time window to make it successful. So do you think it would be wise for somebody who's a new hunter or, or someone, maybe this is a once in a lifetime hunt for them, that they should, instead of trying to do it DIY and just talking to an air taxi guy, like maybe they should get a guide? Um, it, does, it depends on your skill level. I mean, Alaska is nothing to mess around with, but it's also not it's not the gauntlet either. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And, um, understanding your limitations is probably the biggest thing with it. So people like, don't do it. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, like, yeah, if you're getting up there in age and you can't handle packing a moose, then mm-hmm. you have to shoot it by the lake, for yeah. instance, or uh-huh. you have to go with a guide. Okay. If you want to shoot something away from a lake, like mm-hmm. that's just the fact. Yeah. Um, we always, I, I mean, just for a budget sake, we usually recommend two people to go on a trip. Mm-hmm. So that as it breaks down, it all, it works out better for you. If you have two guys on a trip, it yeah. evens out the cost a bit and the planes can handle that much of a load. And so. I would say, cause your question back to the, do I do a guide? Do I do a DIY? Um, depends on how bad you want to be successful. Or if you just want to experience the experience, the country, because, yeah. uh, moose, moose in general are fairly easy to kill once you find them. Yeah. Um, but it Honestly, so the, the hunt most and most guys I talk to, even if they're unsuccessful, mm-hmm. like the trip is once in a lifetime trip. And so just uh, dollars and cents wise, 
a DIY hunt. I tell guys to plan for five to $6,000. We're real frugal when we travel though. Okay. Um, you could spend a little bit more, but I mean, the minimum you're going to get into a guided hunt, the amount you're going to pay a guide is going to be around 15 to 18. Oh, just the guide. Just the guide. And that, that doesn't yeah. have that's your, not, that's not your tag, your logistics, like everything. So even if you get in at the, the entry level of 15,000, you're going to have 20 grand into that hunt. Minimum. I was going to say, realistically, you're 20 to 25. Yeah. yeah. And so you could do, think about it this way for a DIY hunt, you could do three of those DIY hunts yeah. before you even come close to paying for one gotcha. guided hunt. Yeah, in and general, just because you're with a guide yeah. doesn't mean you're going to kill something either. Yeah. Lots of guys come home. Oh, um, you mean guides don't, they don't just magically give you animals. <laughs> no, <laughs> the guides are good. Yeah. Honestly, most of the time, the hunter is the one that brings the limitations to the table. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the hurts. yeah. yeah. You were a guide for a while in uh, Colorado, right? Colorado yeah. and Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. So you found that, that it could be hit or miss, right? Yeah. It, it, it boils down to how much the client wanted it. Gotcha. So if yeah. they didn't want it that badly, yeah, a lot of times it didn't happen. I mean, yeah. it, it's just the fact of the matter. So a, a little bit, like just another thing on the on the pre on the prep for Alaska. Then I know that a lot of guys they they like to work out and they like to kind of get themselves trained up. Imagine they're an Eastern hunter like myself, and they they don't have giant mountains to be hiking on and stuff, and they're not necessarily you know, they're, they're used to what they're used to. Mm -hmm. Do you think that physically there needs to be an extensive amount of prep, if not like the same amount of prep as they would do on an elk hunt, or you think it's less physical prep? That boils down to style of hunting, I'd say. Okay. So, well, so yeah, I know a lot of guys that shoot them right on the lake shore. Oh, they, they sit just there and they call. So when you talk to guys and they weren't successful, yeah, I have talked to very few guys that weren't successful that didn't see moose. The moose were just too far for them to kill okay. um, and pack back. Gotcha. And we'll talk about that more in later okay. podcasts, like the size of these moose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it comes to when it comes to getting ready for this hunt, um, the better shape you're in, the better off you are. Yeah. Uh, when it, it increases when it comes your to chances. Anything, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just miserable. That country can be hard on you brush. Yeah. And we'll talk about some of that yeah. stuff as we go. So, through. um, so then, uh, all the gear that they need for this particular hunt, this could only be, this could be something that, you know, they're only using one time once in their life. Um, they ship all their gear in from the lower 48 or is there other resources for people? Do they have to buy everything up in Alaska or what, no. how, does that, how does that work? No. And, um, yeah. So when it comes to the logistics of getting there, uh, you need to be, there's so many options. You can rent a bunch of gear, like oh, all really? personal okay. gear. Yeah. You can yeah. get, but like tents and things like that. Um, a lot of these, uh, these air taxi guys, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll rent you gear. They'll outfit you out totally. So what can you rent? Uh, you can rent tents, boats, stoves, jet, sleeping jet boil bags. Fuel. Yeah. Oh, really? Covered. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're buying the jet boil fuel, but yeah. Yeah. Bring it back. Just a hole in it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all these, there's all these awesome, um, yeah. opportunities there. And that's a big deal. So depending on where you're hunting. So I know a lot of guys that hunt out of Fairbanks and hunt up in the Brooks range or hunt out of Toke. Um, you can, you can hunt out all, you can hunt over in the Wrangles. Uh, you can hunt out where we do in Western Alaska when you have to. So if you're flying in with all your gear and you get, you're going into a place like Fairbanks, that's a, that's a hub, right? That's easy to get all your stuff from say Wisconsin up to, up to there. Yep. But if you're going to then take a hopper flight out to one of the villages, like we're out in Dillingham, right? Um, like there have been times that we don't get any of our gear. And so yeah, only that you, yeah, only your gun shows up and then like one key oh, bag okay, yeah, yeah. and you can be in a, so that is a consideration when yeah. it comes to hunting out, like in those, those far reaches where it gets more difficult for yeah. um, luggage and stuff to get to. Okay. So we, so we've secured the, the air taxi. We've gotten all that squared away uh we've 
we've talked to them about, you know, trying to get things sorted there. So now they can get a tag. Yeah. So now you can get a tag after you've got your air taxi squared away. You've talked about, um, renting gear and you know that, okay, so what you're flying in with and what you're traveling with now we can get a tag. Yep. So, all right. So how do you know what tag to apply for? Yeah. And so that, again, your air taxi guy is going to tell you like if this is an over, over the counter unit or if you're going to need to apply for it. Um, but so let's just go over the counter okay. um, because that's what I would just generally recommend. It's the easiest hassle-free way to do it. Okay. So they, I'm sorry. Did, yeah. Does Alaska have a point system for? No, no, I don't think oh, okay. do. Alaska doesn't have any point systems. Yeah. Okay. So, and so if I'm going to get a tag, um, I would definitely get it online. I would get it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially if you're going to be hunting out of one of the villages, because I have literally seen guys, uh, including us show up and not, you can't buy tags there. Sometimes mm -hmm. they'll be sold out of tags. Um, and so you have to have a locking band, yeah. um, for hunting these big game animals. What do you mean by a locking band? Uh, so it's a metal band. Uh, maybe we can throw a picture on of okay. one yeah. of them on my moose. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a, yeah. it's just a metal band that clips onto the moose okay. and, um, all around the antler. Yeah, and yeah. so. You got to have one of those. And a lot of times out in the villages, they don't have those. And so I would recommend ordering ahead of time. They say give at least two weeks um, oh, okay. to get that. Okay. The other thing that you have well, to hold do... hold on. I'm sorry. You, so you get your tag two weeks before or you get your tag how how long before should you get the tag? I'd recommend as soon as them, you get your yeah. air taxi, I mean, and it's after the first of the year, but, I would buy a tag. But how much time would you say? So like, let's say the hunt is in this time and then get your tag by this time do it six weeks ahead of time do it as soon as you can there's no point yeah in, there's no point in risking it and so ruining can your you buy your tag hunt. can you buy your tag in january yeah okay okay send it to you so it's, yeah. it's it's not like a closed there's not like a closed period for the no. tag okay no no okay. and so you can you can buy it all through the course of the year that mm -hmm. you're going to be hunting in okay um and so i would get that tag and then there's a couple of things that uh, you might not know. Okay. So one thing that we ran into that was a real bummer is we wanted to go hunting with our friend, Simon. Okay. Um, he's from New Zealand. Uh -huh. And so we were planning on going up oh, there last yeah, year. We told him. me about that. Yeah. Like, so he bought his tags, everything. Flights. Flights, everything. And all of a sudden we were on there looking at the rigs and non-resident aliens have to have a guide. So wait, he was able to buy a tag. Yeah. And so oh, I watched that. So the system will allow you to buy it even if you're so like with uh, like a brown bear, or grizzly bear yeah. locking tag, yeah. you can buy one, but that doesn't mean you can shoot one without a guide. Okay. So there's some, wow. there's some things that you got to watch okay. out for there. Okay. And Man. so if you're, so if you're not from the United States and you're thinking, I want to go hunt moose in Alaska yeah. um, as a non-resident, a non-resident alien has to have a guide. It's yeah. a really wow. rough rule. Um, yeah. It kind of bit us in the butt. Well, and so. uh, what, 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 uh, what surprises me that is that you can get all all the way up to the point of getting a tag and you've spent, you've, you've secured everything yep. and then you get, you get your tag and you, you're, you're up a Creek. Oh, yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, what do I do now? Yeah. No, I got to hire a guide. Uh, Alaska and, definitely know. lets it fall back on you. Wow. So it's, yeah, it was a, everything's your responsibility up there. Yeah. So that was devastating. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So there's a lot of things. So one of the things that you have to do as a non-resident is you have to take a, a moose hunter orientation course. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's super simple and it's actually super helpful. And okay. what, there's two aspects that it covers. One is uh, judging a moose. Yeah. yeah. 
and how big it is because most units uh, for non-residents have a four brow tine or 50 inch minimum. Okay. And so if you shoot one that's under 50 inches and you misjudge it, and we'll talk about that when uh, it comes to yeah, the hunting yeah, side yeah. of things. Yeah, I was going to say, how would you know what 50 inches are? Yeah, you're like, exactly. Are you like measuring it for the, well, you know, before? That's part of the orientation. You're looking yeah. at the size of the head, the ears, and then judging off of Oh, so they have, there. do they have examples there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. actually, the, the hunter education, the orientation is awesome. It's not hunter education, it's orientation. It's orientation. because yeah, hunter education is a kind of a different situation that. But yeah, it is required in some units. And so that, okay. you have to have in some that, units. Not yeah, in some units, but you have to have that and um they do like a field care of the moose like prepping so you got to realize these moose are you know we're pulling 800 to a thousand pounds of meat yeah off of a moose yeah. and yeah. so that's a yeah. lot of work to do and so just kind of proper it's a it's a yeah. whole nother level than working up a white-tailed deer right yeah, so that's what we're gonna have for dinner tonight yeah and so you have to know so you have to take those two things and then you have to keep that with you um the verification that you passed that Okay. Orientation. Is it like a laminated Insert. card or something? No, no. everything's paper. <laughs> you got to take you care print of it. it off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's um. There's a lot of steps. So, so again, that's on you again. There. Oh, what happened to my? What happened to your yeah, card? And your yeah, yes. it's, it's in the river somewhere. No, then that's totally on you. And yeah. they yeah. are. Let me tell. They are merciless. Oh yeah. They are merciless. It yeah. is not yeah. the spirit of the law up there. It is yeah. the letter of the law. Oh and yeah. If you. In any, even if it's totally it's unintentional, a good Bible reference, right? It there. is. Yeah. It is a very good Bible reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no leeway. So they will take your moose. They will find you. Yeah. You will be. Yeah, you have to. So how often? It, do you, I'm sorry. If you walk away from the tent and you have your pistol on you and you don't have your license and they show up. Yeah. You get a fine. But what Literally. if you have? What if you have a, like a concealed permit or something? Doesn't no, matter. Oh, so doesn't matter. Literally, know a guy oh, a couple of years okay. ago. Gotcha. Um, was walk. His tent was up on the hill. He walked down to go get water. Had his pistol on him. Yeah. Ranger showed up in the plane at the same time he was down there in the plane. Yep. Okay. Gave him a ticket. Yeah. Because he did um, not have his license. Because he didn't have his, his license person. and he had a gun. Okay. Yeah, that's a deal. That's fun. That's yeah. a real deal. How often do the rangers show up? Like, like, like. Okay. So you think you. you're you think you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um. It you are. Yeah, I've never been under such scrutiny in my life from really fit, yeah, like they're yeah. just all over you all the time. If it's a flying yeah. day, there yeah. will be Rangers yeah, and it, state patrols who does a lot of it. And so yeah. they'll be out. What do you mean they, if it's a flying day? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Clear so, sky. um, okay. no, not just, yeah. If you, if you, a plane can fly uh-huh. and it's safe to fly, uh-huh. uh, they will be out and looking. And like, so a couple of years ago, okay. Adam and Shane kill a moose so on you, opening morning. Yeah. Uh, the state patrol guy, flies over sees yeah. the moose and them out there like over a half mile from the lake yeah lands the plane comes waddling out through the really? uh, willows oh, yeah. yeah and checks them right He's there like, in the I middle love of my job i and love like, my job yeah, yeah they're like 80 miles yeah. from the nearest town right and wow. so you'd think nobody's ever gonna no yeah. that's and so yeah. it's important it's important to have everything in order so by by and it, make sure by that flying you have day you mean pretty much just any day that it's decent outside yeah yeah yeah, yeah. decent yeah decent so yeah, and so it's okay. but it's important. It's important, you know. Yeah. I mean, it. We got to play by the rules. Is how conservation works and hunting works, and yeah. we play by the rules. But I'm, I'm just saying, you don't want to. There's nothing that will sour a trip faster than something like that happening yeah. and not being prepared. So just keep everything on you all yeah. the time. Yeah, and in a Ziploc bag yeah. or two. <laughs> and then into their eye bag. So they don't have laminators. They don't have like a, yeah, you know, no, run the, it to a UPS store. Those, yeah. those pieces of paper, they'll dissolve. So yeah, that's that's the that's the tag situation and the yeah. orientation. And you just make, make sure to have those and get them ahead of time. And are, then, there, are there different kinds of tags that you buy? Is there some sort of like, is there, or is it just 
you know, it says OTC and then, and then that's it. Or, Basically, or, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay. And so you have to, so you have a locking tag and then yeah. you have a hunter harvest report. Okay. Or, so I mean, you have to, uh, you harvest have to, ticket, harvest okay, ticket. And okay. So that's just like a normal, that's your normal paper tag yeah. Um, yeah. that you notch out. And sign it. Bring it for anybody watching this, bring a pen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to come in after, more as we yeah. talk about yeah. this. What do you mean bring a pen? You'll you have to sign it after you kill it. Yeah, you need to, and some other yeah. stuff. Some other stuff. That. What do you mean? Sign. You mean your signature? Yeah, yeah. you have to yeah. validate yeah. your. Yeah. You validate your tag, ticket. but you also have your other paperwork signed. Make sure you sign all your paperwork where it says sign it. Yeah. Just go through it, check yeah. it, yeah. and make sure it's taken care of yeah. because you will you can get fined if you don't sign it too. So there's clearly a lot more into this than just I'm going to go kill this animal. You've yeah. got all these different steps. So you, so you start off the, that's the, the little things. That, right, 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 right. So that's the and, and it's the things that people don't notice on online and they're watching they're watching a YouTube video or they you know they they hear a news story or something. They don't realize yeah. that actually getting into hunting there there's there's so many steps to, to walk through and there's so many different, yeah. you know, different hoops to, to, to jump through, if you will, yeah. that you're not just, you know, killing an animal for the sake of killing an animal, you know, all oh, I can do it like, just like that. But instead you're following guidelines, you're following regulations and you've, you're going through, you know, actual conservation steps because e at each one of these points. So first you have the, the air taxi situation yep. yeah. after the air taxi situation, you have trying to secure where a tag is, right? So yeah. we have one air taxi, two, the tag, and the air taxi is going to help you to direct that tag. Yeah. Then you have education and you have, uh, it's not just the hunter education, you know, because that's, that's one thing. A lot of people have hunter education, but it's that, that orientation. orientation. Yeah. Right. We, right. We do recommend that for everybody. It's, it's just going to help you analyze and figure out I how can't. big a moose is. Yeah. We'll but, talk it's, about but it's also legally required. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's something you have to do anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, and so this, in this, in that hunter orientation, just to, and we're going to talk about this more in the field judging of moose, but I have seen video from guys that came home empty handed and they were like, I just didn't know if the moose was big enough. And they show me video and they're looking at a 65 inch moose. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm just like, they were freaked you out. literally, yeah. they are, they are, you yeah. literally just let go an absolute monster. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they were a scurred. Yeah. And so it's so yeah. important to put in, put in the work and become yeah. proficient and yeah. good at yeah. it. Yeah. So how, um, uh, this is not, this is kind of when, when the uh for the antler growth for something that's a 50 inch moose how 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 old is that animal i really no don't idea. know the answer to that yeah i think question. they live about 13 years i think moose live roughly 13 yeah. years yeah so. i'd imagine the bulls that we're killing oh, we've never really aged one but that's I, mean, a, I mean just in general mature animals have yeah. to they're you know over five to seven years old before they start becoming mature and right so yeah you know one of the other things though about tags is there's a lot of opportunity to hunt other stuff Mm -hmm. in Alaska. And depending on yeah. where you are, you got to look at that. Um, but here's the coolest thing I think about Alaska. I wish everywhere did it is you can downgrade tags. So what do you mean by that? yeah. So like a caribou tag, I think off the top of my head is $600. Mm -hmm. And then a bear tags about four fifty. black mm -hmm. bear. Black bear, a black bear tag's four fifty. Okay, and okay. a wolverine is like a hundred and seventy-five. You can hunt grizzlies in Alaska, but with a guide only. With a guide only. Yeah, if you're okay. non-resident. If you're non-resident, but hunting grizzlies is legal in Alaska with a guide. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. If non-residents could hunt okay. them, I would, I'd have a stack of them. <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm just, I'm just making that point very, very clear because yeah. there are a lot of people that they go and you can't hunt them at all. So. Yeah. 
let me get this this downgrading thing done, right? So yeah, okay. caribou six hundred dollars, black okay. bears four fifty, okay. wolverine might be three hundred. It's something like that. Yeah, so if I buy a caribou tag and I'm out there hunting mm-hmm. and I see a black bear, mm-hmm. I can shoot that black bear and put my caribou tag on it. If I'm out there hunting and I have a caribou tag and I see a wolverine and I don't have a wolverine tag, I can put my caribou tag on that wolverine. So Same anything that costs also. less than your oh, tag, anything okay. that costs less, and then that's open in that season. St- can you do the same thing with a moose tag? Yeah. And so okay. uh, you could do the same thing with a moose tag. So if you're out there mm-hmm. and you're not seeing any moose, but there's black bears all over and you're like, you know what? I want to come home with something. I want to come yeah. home with something to put on the wall. Yeah. And there's big black bears all over. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. on the last day of season, hammer a big black bear yeah. with it. As long as it's open season on that animal. They have to be consecutive yeah. seasons. And yeah. one of the you things that you need to do. You can't shoot something out of season? No. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of the things that I would do for prep work on that, though, mm-hmm. is if you think there's an opportunity to harvest a different animal, you need to have the harvest ticket for that animal. What do you mean by with that? You. What's a harvest ticket? Yeah. The okay. So that's like your it? actual paper tag. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All and right. so what I would do, if I was super flexible and I didn't know, you know, am I going to kill a, am I going to kill a, uh, uh, a bear? Am I going to kill a moose? Am I going to kill a caribou? Whatever. Yeah. I get that highest tag. And then, so if you're more of an opportunist hunter and mm-hmm. then you can print off all the different harvest tickets mm-hmm. to keep with you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, so you cannot, you, you can downgrade a tag, but you still need the harvest. Ticket. You have to have the harvest. Gotcha. Ticket too. So there's a lot okay. of little things, but okay. so it's an opportunity. I, and I'm just trying to present that to you. So it's an opportunity to, yeah. to capitalize more to maybe open your options in mm-hmm. a situation, but you can't, okay. you can't use that locking tag on multiple animals. Once you use it, it's over. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I figure I would figure that if you, if you put all this planning and all this preparation, like everything into this hunt and all the money that you've spent, and then it's, it's, you've, you've coordinate, you've taken out 15 days, like you said, you know, yeah. and then you're, you know, you're on day 14, day, day 13. And you're like, I don't know what to get or that guy that, that he didn't kill the, he didn't kill the moose. Yeah. You know, well, it's like, well, here you can kill something. Yeah. And yeah. that way yeah. you can still take something home. You can still take home some meat from something, or you can take home a trophy from something. You can have that, that memorial, that memory, you know, yeah. uh, from your experience. So yeah, yeah. that that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, it opens up opportunity for you. Uh, how I always do it personally is I have a moose, a locking moose tag and I have a black bear tag. Mm-hmm. Um, in case I see a black bear that I want to take or mm-hmm. a wolverine or mm-hmm. something. In the unit that we're in, you don't have to have wolf tags. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to get them sealed. Yeah. Uh, but many of the units, you have to actually have a wolf, wolf tag. tag. And I think they're 60 bucks for a tag. Have you guys ever eaten wolf? No. Okay. I just no. I figured I'd ask. No. no. Oh, man. Come on. I haven't gotten that hungry yet. <laughs> if, once you smell them, you don't eat them. Oh, no. <laughs> that's that bad. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Idaho ones are way worse. Oh, Idaho. yeah. Idaho yeah. wolves are horrible. Well, is is there anything else that we, you know, you want to cover in this? No, I don't think so on the tags. I okay. think that's, that's okay. pretty Well, in the, in the, basically we're we're in our step one, so then the next thing that we would be looking at would be um would be gear and related. Yeah, I think those are really the the primary steps, uh, the fundamental foundation of getting going um okay. and setting up the plan for your moose hunt. If you can get all that in order and I, I think that gives you some some vision on how, what can, what is possible, what can mm-hmm. be done, um, and where you need to start with it. When should, if I want to do a moose hunt, when should I start planning and what, when do I, when should I expect? So right now it's 2023. Mm-hmm. What year should I expect to be able to do my moose hunt if I started today? It's, it's, That's a great fe- question. it's February, 2022, I mean, 2023, it's February, 2023. When, if I started today, when would I be able to so I talked to a guy a 
a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Lampers, the guys that do Gritty, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do a hunt, and I gave him some information on an air taxi guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he told me that the guy had two spaces left and he booked one of them and somebody else booked the other. Okay. So that was for 2023. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I would start immediately <laughs> and talk to the air tag guys, get your name on the list because mm-hmm. sometimes people back out. If you're flexible, um, a lot of guys have life events happen and stuff. I remember when mm-hmm. COVID happened, like all mm-hmm. of a sudden nobody was flying hardly. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah. yeah. And so there's, there's opportunity there. So I would start planning now. I'd get a hold of that air taxi guy. Uh, I would realistically think 2024 okay. right now. Okay. Uh, so but not it like could 2025, in, 2026. Like you no, saying, air taxis I mean, are farther out. So yeah. there are some that are that, but if you call around and uh, there's opportunity out there yeah. and there's more guys getting into the yeah. air taxi game. So there's going to be opportunity there. Okay. Yep. All right. Very good. So, well, yeah. thank you, Justin. That's the good, good Q and a session there. Yeah. yeah. Just want to thank you guys for joining us uh, for this one. And we're going to have three more parts on this Alaska series. So if you're planning a hunt or interested in how to plan a hunt, uh, we hope that this will be an awesome resource for you. And we hope that you'll join us next time. God bless you all and have an awesome day.